This is a recording of the article titled Evolution of Character Displacement in Darwin's Finches, authored by Peter and Rosemary Grant in the Journal of Science in the year 2006. Competitor species have evolutionary effects on each other that result in ecological character displacement, that is, divergence in resource-exploiting traits such as jaws and beaks. Nevertheless, the process of character displacement occurring in nature, from the initial encounter of competitors to the evolutionary change in one or more of them, has not previously been investigated. Here we report that a Darwin's finch species, Geospiza fortis, on an undisturbed Galapagos island diverged in beak size from a competitor species, G. magnorostris, 22 years after the competitor's arrival, when they jointly and severely depleted the food supply. The observed evolutionary response to natural selection was the strongest recorded in 33 years of study and close to the value predicted from the high heritability of beak size. These findings support the role of competition in models of community assembly, speciation, and adaptive radiations. Character displacement is an evolutionary divergence in resource exploiting traits such as jaws and beaks that is caused by interspecific competition. It has the potential to explain non-random patterns of co-occurrence and morphological differences between coexisting species. Supporting evidence has come from phylogenetic analysis and from experimental studies of sticklebacks, in which the role of directional selection and character divergence has been demonstrated. The process of character displacement occurring in nature, from the initial encounter of competitors to the evolutionary change in one or more of them as a result of directional natural selection, has not previously been investigated. The situation on the small Galapagos island of Daphne Major has been referred to as the classical case of character release, which is the converse of character displacement. Here in the virtual absence of the small ground finch and released from competition, the medium ground finch, G. fortis, is unusually small in beak and body size. Lack proposed that its small size reflects an evolutionary shift enabling G. fortis to take maximum advantage of small seeds made available by the absence of its competitor. Subsequent field species demonstrated an association previously only inferred between beak size and seed diets. In 1977, a drought on Daphne revealed that small seeds are preferred when they are abundant but when they are scarce, finches turn increasingly to large and hard seeds that only the large-beaked members of the population can crack. Most finches died that year and mortality was heaviest among those with small beaks. Thus, a population's mean beak size is determined by the trade-off in energetic rewards from feeding on small and large seeds, and the trade-off is affected by variation in beak morphology and rates of seed depletion and replenishment. Competitors can modify the trade-off. The situation on Daphne changed in 1982 with the arrival of a new competitor species, setting up the potential for character displacement to occur. Between 1973 and 1982, a few individuals of the large ground finch, G. magnorosis, visited the island for short periods in the dry season but never bred. In late 1982, a breeding population was established by two females and three males at the beginning of an exceptionally strong El Nino event that brought abundant rain to the island. G. magnorostris is a potential competitor as a result of diet overlap with G. fortis, especially in the dry season when food supply is limiting. 
The principal food of G. mignorostris is the seed of tribulus cystoids contained within a hard mirror cap and exposed when a finch cracks or tears away the woody outer covering. Large beak members of the G. fortis population are capable of this maneuver. Indeed, survival in the 1977 drought, to a large extent, depended on it. But on average, they take three times longer than G. mignorostris to gain a seed reward. The smallest G. fortis never attempt to crack them. G. mignorostris compete with G. fortis by physically excluding them from the tribulus feeding sites and by reducing the density of tribulus fruits to the point at which it is not profitable for G. fortis to feed on them, owing to handling efficiencies in relation to search and metabolic costs. By depleting the supply of tribulus fruit, G. mignorostris was predicted to cause a selective shift in G. fortis in the direction of small beak size. The predicted shift occurred in 2004. Initially, the population size of G. mignorostris was too small in relation to the food supply to have anything but a mild competitive effect on G. fortis. Their numbers gradually increased as a result of local production of recruits augmented by additional immigrants and reached a maximum of 354 plus or minus 47 in 2003. Little rain fell in 2003 and 2004. There was no breeding in either year. Numbers of both species declined drastically and from 2004 to 2005, G. fortis experienced strong directional selection against individuals with large beaks. Selection differentials in G. fortis were uniformly negative for both males and females treated separately. Average selection differentials in standard deviation units for the six measured traits that quantify bill size and body shape and body size were 0.774 for males and 0.649 for females. Compared with values reported in other studies elsewhere, they are unusually large. The six traits are positively correlated to varying degrees. Selection gradient analysis helps to identify which particular traits were subject to selection independent of correlations among traits. However, bill, depth, and width are so strongly correlated in these samples that their independent effects on survival cannot be distinguished. Selection gradient analyses without these two variables shows bill length to be the only significant entry into the gradient for both males and females. Inclusion of either bill depth or bill width made no difference to these results. Overall, bill size rather than bill length is identified as the most important factor distinguishing survivors from non-survivors in each year. By the fact that PC1, bill size, was a selected trait in both sexes, whereas PC2, bill shape, was not selected in either, there was little effect on body size, unlike in the 1977 episode. In contrast to G. fortis, the heavy mortality experienced by G. mignorostris was apparently not selective. Four surviving males did not differ from 32 non-survivors in any of the six measured traits, and only one of 38 measured females survived. Thus, character displacement in G. fortis occurred in 2004 to 2005. Four lines of evidence support the casual role of G. mignorostris. First, the potential impact of G. mignorostris was greatest at the beginning of 2004 because their numbers were closer to those of G. fortis than at any other time. And their population biomass was about the same because a G. mignorostris individual was approximately twice the mass of a G. fortis individual. 
Second, G. magnorostris are largely dependent on an important food resource, tribulus seeds, which are not renewed during droughts. G. magnorostris deplete the tribulus seed supply faster than G. fortis do. The seeds that are consumed by a G. magnorostris individual each day are sufficient for two G. fortis individuals if they feed on nothing else. Moreover, a higher fraction of G. magnorostris than G. fortis feed on tribulus, as inferred from feeding observations. As a result of their joint reduction of seed biomass, G. fortis fed on tribulus in 2004 only half as frequently as in other years. We do not quantify food supply, nevertheless, food scarcity was evident from the exceptionally low feeding rates of G. magnorostris. In 2004, a minimum of 90 individuals were observed foraging for tribulus mericarps for 200 to 300 seconds, and none obtained seeds for more than two mericarps, whereas under the more typical conditions prevailing in the 1970s, a total of eight birds observed for the same length of time fed on 9 to 22 mericarps with an average interval between successive mericarps of only 5.5 plus or minus 0.5 seconds. Third, numbers of G. fortis declined to a lower level in 2005 than at any time since the study began in 1973, and numbers of G. magnorostris declined so strongly from 2003, maximum that by 2005, only four females and nine males were left. The population was almost extinct, apparently as a result of exhaustion of the standing crop of large seeds and subsequent starvation. Of the 137 G. magnorostris that disappeared in 2004 to 2005, 13% were found dead, and so were 21.7% of the 152 G. fortis. Consistent with the starvation hypothesis, the stomachs of all the dead birds, banded and not banded individuals combined, were empty. The principal alternative food for both species is the seed of Omputia cactus, but production in 2004 was low, the fourth lowest since records were first kept systematically in 1982. Not only were cactus seeds insufficient for the two granivore species to escape the dilemma of a diminishing supply of their preferred foods, they were insufficient for the cactus specialists, G. scandens, whose numbers like those of G. fortis fell lower than in any of the preceding 32 years. The only escape was available to the smallest, most G. fuliginosa-like members of the G. fortis population, which are known to feed like G. Fuliginosa on small seeds with little individual energy reward. We have no feeding observations to indicate that they survived as a result on feeding on the most typical components of the G. Fuliginosa diet. The very small seeds of Sassivium edmonstoni and Tequilia fusca. Nevertheless, it may be significant that two G. Fuliginosa individuals were present on the island in 2004 and both survived to 2005. The fourth line of evidence is the contrast between the directions of strong selection on the G. fortis population in the presence, 2004, and near absence, 1977, of G. magnorostris. In 1977, a year of only 24 millimeters of rain and no breeding, body size and beak size of both male and female G. fortis considered separately were subject to selection. Average selection differentials were 0.642 for males and 0.668 for females, and they were uniformly positive. In the intervening years, 1978 to 2003, there was a weaker selection episode favoring G. fortis with small beaks when the food supply changed toward a predominance of small seeds. 
and scarcity of large ones after the El Nino event of 1982 to 1983. At that time, G. magnorostris were rare. Numbers varied from 2 to 24. The selection events of 1977 to 2004 stand out against a background of relative morphological stability. Immediately before 2004, there was no unusual rainfall to cause a change in the consumption of the food supply and no other unusual environmental factor such as temperature extremes or an invasion of predators. Yet with the same amount of rain as in 1977 and with the same community of plants in the environment, large finches survived at a high frequency in 1977 but survived at a low frequency in 2004. The conspicuous difference between these years was the number of G. magnorostris. 2 to 14 occasional visitors in 1977 versus 150 plus or minus 19 residents at the beginning of 2004. Given the high heritability of beak size of G. fortis, an evolutionary response is to be expected from strong directional selection against large size. This was observed. The mean beak size of the 2005 generation measured in 2006 was significantly smaller than that of the 2004 sample of the parental generation before selection. The difference between generations is of 0.70 standard deviation, which is exceptionally large. It may be compared with the range of values predicted from the breeder's equation, namely the product of the average selection differential of the two sexes in the 95% confidence intervals of the heritability estimate. The obvious value of 0.70 standard deviation falls within the predicted range of 0.66 to 1 standard deviation, although a small component of this response is probably attributed to environmental factors, food supply and finch density. The major component is genetic. This is the strongest evolutionary change seen in the 33 years of the study. The evolutionary changes that we observed are more complex than those envisaged by Lack. Nevertheless, they provide direct support for his emphasis on the ecological adjustments that competitor species make to each other, specifically in the final stages of speciation and more generally in adaptive radiations. They also support models of ecological community assembly that incorporate evolutionary effects of interspecific competition in contrast to null or neutral models. Replicated experiments with suitable organisms are needed to demonstrate definitively the casual role of competition, not only as an ingredient of natural selection of resource-exploiting traits, but as a factor in their evolution. Our findings should prove useful in designing realistic experiments by identifying ecological contexts, high densities at the start of environmental stress, and by estimating the magnitude of natural selection. This paper includes two tables and three figures. Table one compares the proportion of seeds in the diet of three finch species. The three finch species are G. fortis, G. magnorostris, and G. scadens. They are comparing the proportion of seeds that they eat in the years 1977, 1985, 1989, and 2004. Table 2 shows selection differentials for the G. fortis in the presence and absence of G. magnorostris. They do this by comparing in the presence, year 2004, and in the absence, year 1977, of males and females looking at different traits such as weight, wing length, tarsus length, beak length, beak depth, beak width, body size, beak size, and sample size. Figure 1 includes four images. Image A is a large beak G. fortis. Image B is a G. magnorostris, 
image C is a small beaked G fortis, and image D is a mericarp. Figure 2 is a graph. It has the mean beak size of the adult G fortis from the years 1973 to 2005. Looking at the graph, you can see there's a significant increase in beak size starting around year 1977 and a significant decrease in mean beak size around 2004. Figure 3 is a graph with two plots, the number of G. fortis and G. magnorostris population. Breeding was extensive in 1997 to 1998 and in 2002, so as a result you can see that finch numbers were elevated the following years.